0: Been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing now nationwide everybody knows my name they're like mama that's Kenny Montgomery he sings that song we like yeah, boy, that's me. Roll out the trailer I'm closing. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossin', huh. them cold pine we're tossin'. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. Yeah, I hit the high side, boy, I park it for Brian Clausin. Huh.
1: Welcome to throttled Up the Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated. Your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage.
0: Even your grandpa talking about man that boy too cold,
1: bro and welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And Matt, we're going a different direction tonight. Well kind you know, of kinda of sideways. But it's not really a different direction because yeah. if we think about how we we you know, we've talked before how these late models are really set up to run now. It's not in a straight line anymore. No. It's kind of a drift style. Yeah. So we're gonna go drifting tonight. Just on blacktop instead of dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So uh we are um Going in, going to jump in here just a little bit here with uh, Dylan Hughes, um, who is the Royal Purple uh, Formula Drift Pro Driver and in the 129 car. So we're going to be talking to him, and I'm excited because the whole world of Formula Drift, and as I've been doing some research here, it's got some interesting elements that I I think we're going to have some interesting conversations as they relate over to the dirt world, but... First, I want to jump right off here with with this big announcement, and I know everybody. I know I shouldn't say everybody because we're sitting here, but there's a lot of people at the Big E right now. Yeah, and it was tough today. I had to drive to Dayton, Ohio, to drop off some screens for Fresh Prints, and I, I just thought I'm in Ohio. It's Dream Week. I'm driving back home, it was a little bit a little bit depressing. Well, if I didn't
2: have uh prior engagements on saturday night that's where we would be tonight you know that uh feels awful awkward not to be at eldora during dream week but uh some scheduling got screwed up and we got to work saturday night when uh, we would be over to eldora so you know i hate that we were there for the johnny Appleseed. yeah it, it looked like a good race too it was it was a good race yeah i was glad for scott james to uh he started to tail the feature and came all the way up to uh the second place there that was uh, no, actually third Ricky Weiss uh, got second but uh, got expensive on the way home we got within uh, 45 minutes of home <laughs> and the uh, the front seal of my transmission went out so we were stranded on uh, the side of the road so thanks to Chelsea's brother Chase for coming and getting the trailer and uh, Tim Clark for coming and getting the truck so it uh, it got expensive when we got close to home but uh, it, it was a fun weekend
1: yeah, and uh, so on top of that, you know, you talk about the Big E right now, and and it's exciting. There, there's, I think I I saw right before we went on air. Seventy three cars yeah. have signed in. Obviously, um, the big one, uh, Kyle Larson is at Eldora. You yes. know, going to see what he can do to shake it up with these guys. I saw Bloomquist has already rolled in. The the excitement. Th- there's a lot that's going to go into this Wh- weekend. Why are we here? Well. <laughs> It's a great question I do gotta give I do gotta give some love to um, to my boy Britton Gotze. uh he did call me last night and offered me if I would ride over with him he would pay my way in as long as I drive his car back tomorrow so they didn't end up with two vehicles huh. at Eldora and that was that was tempting um, at 10 30 last night but I already I had a commitment here to to Dylan and um, I wanted to make sure that we honored that but I did put out a a, a post here right before we went on air, Matt. And this is a throwout to all these crate drivers right now. And, you know, uh, everything that's going on with the Indiana Pro Late Model Series is amazing and and exciting stuff. And I'm excited to see where we go throughout the rest of the summer. We got some dates at Circle City. We got another date at Terre Haute. Um, You know, some exciting things coming. But this is directly related to the big crate race um, at Thunder Valley Raceway um next friday night and shout out to my business partner ryan bowling and dirt to media who bumped that from eight hundred dollars to win to thousand dollars to win and the big announcement for any any crate driver watching and, and please let everybody know this we want to try and pack that the pits with uh crate late models that night because i can't be outdone and it's really ryan's money part part anyway Not only is dirt to media going to make it $1,000 to win, but Thirsty Goat Entertainment is going to put another $250 on it. So it's a $1,250 to win crate late model race at Thunder Valley Raceway next Friday night, $1,250 to win right there at that bull ring. And uh, I'm excited to see who we get to show up. I'm excited to see – I don't know if I'm supposed to tell these secrets – but old Blackbeard himself was over at a um, little, little dino action today at Willie's. Mm. So coming right up on a big $1,250 to win. crate race there at, uh, at Thunder Valley. That'll so, be interesting.
2: So uh, from what I understand. Someone needs to call Midwest Sheet Metal, though, and let them know there's probably going to be some orders come in after the date.
1: They might want to have some stuff in stock yeah. for 1250 Yeah. Yeah, I could see some doors knocked off. So, again, big, big announcement, and uh, I want to just give a shout-out there to Misty and Steve Leonard for everything they're doing down there at Thunder Valley, and, um, you know, and, and we appreciate it. You know, we, we've had a great um, turnout uh, from support with Thirsty Goat Entertainment and what we're doing with the, the merch side of things, um, with Fresh Prince. Um, don't forget, Dirt Legends shirts, a limited run. Um, they are on the website right now, shopthirstygoat.com. You can find them there we've got saturdays are for victory lane shirts um you know kind of exciting matt we also have the upla local 812 um, that would be the united pit lizards of america <laughs> um, the local 812 union there uh, proud supporter of that that union of uh, pit lizards of america uh <laughs> we also have the iheart models uh or late models uh t-shirts so Guys, the more, the, the more we get support with that stuff, and we greatly appreciate it, uh, the more support we get, the more we can throw back to drivers. And uh, so, again, next Friday night, June 18th, at Thunder Valley Raceway in Salem, Indiana, $1,250 to win Crate Late Model Race. So, um, guys, get there. It's oh, yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, if you got a Crate Late Model, you probably need to show up down there. But looking here, jumping back over to, to Brownstown Speedway um, – Man, just to, to talk points here real quick, because you know, obviously we were off last weekend. We rained out the weekend before, so it's been a while since we've been at the track. Uh, and I'm hoping the weather is going to play fair here, yeah. even though it's Eldora week. But every time I think it's kind of stopped, we get another, like, drowning. Um, but when you look at the points right now, you talk about the super late models you got Jared Bailey and Devin Gilpin are one point apiece. Yes. Separated at 205 and 204 with Jared Bailey leading. But you can't look too far away with Shelby Miles in third with 198, Britton Gotze in fourth with 195, and Skyler Lewis in fifth with 184. You're talking 20, 21 points separating the top five right there in those super late models. That's going to be a battle that's going to be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that's going to carry on. You know, the next super race will be next Tuesday, which is the uh, the kickoff of the Summer Nationals. So you're going to get a lot of names that ain't going to be there every week. And, you know, hopefully these guys can get in the mix and, uh, you know, protect the points.
1: Yeah, making that show is going to be big. Looking ahead there to those Backwoods Express UMP modifieds, you know, Matt Boatnick, this modified class has been a lot of fun. And we've talked a lot about the youth in this class. When you talk about the Jordan Weavers, the Braden Watsons, um, even the Brent Lee with the the you know, the being a rookie of the year candidate yeah. right there. Um Zach Stalker coming in second year there, but tried and true, man. Matt Boten, Oh at yeah. top of points again. Yeah, if
2: he rolls out on the racetrack, you gotta count him in the equation.
1: You know, he's
2: I would say right now, all the active drivers at Brownstown, he probably you know, that races there a lot. You know, you can't count Devin out of that, but Devin's traveled a lot more now.
1: Matt probably has more laps than anybody that rolls out there, you know, week after week now. And then you go to the P3 Graphics, Indiana Pro Late Models, and, again, water is wet and Tyler Neal is fast. And now I will say guys have started to catch up to him here a little bit. Um, You've got Tyler Neal there in first place, Steve Peden in second, Zach Burton in third, Robert Rainey in fourth, and Justin Bowling in fifth there. But I do want to point out here not to be – kind of taken out of the mix. Sixth place, Shelby Miles right there. And and Shelby has kind of missed a race because of focusing on the super side of things. So depending on how many more races he kind of falls in there in those Indiana Pro Late Models, it's going to be interesting because I know Peden's got a wedding coming up. I know you know there's some guys that are going to miss a couple races here. So this whole point structure can change pretty quick. Well, that, the rain
2: worked out for uh, Raymond and Shelby because Raymond got married on our rain out. They were going to miss that week, and uh, so the rain helped them out there, and, you know, they, they didn't miss a week of racing. So uh, congratulations to Raymond Humphrey, you know, married. Yeah, another everybody. winner on the Indiana Pro yes, Late Models yeah, he's, right he's there got this year. got a year. future win, so congratulations to him, and Shelby
1: winning the last time we raced. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and I, again, that one, you know, we talked about it a few years ago, talking about that super stock group, That and, and not taking anything away from now, but two or three years ago that was just so stout that yeah. anybody could pull off. That's this pro late model group now. Yeah. I mean, you read down through that. Tyler Neal can win any night. Steve Peden can win any night. Zach Burton hits the right setup. Zach Burton can wheel that thing to victory lane. Robert Rainey, it's coming. Yeah, I I, 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 I believe that's coming. Justin Bowling, I think it's coming for him. You know, we talked to him on the pre-race show. He's got to get a little more aggressive and, yes. and attack some of those lines. Uh, he needs to worry quit worrying about what
2: am I going to break and just focus on racing, you know. he. It, He reminds me when Darrell Walter first became a car owner, he started worrying about the the check that he's going to have to write, you know, for racing. And I really wish that, uh, you know, Justin could just get in there and and race and not worry about that
1: that pocketbook one night. And I think he would see huge results. then you talk about Shelby Miles can win any night. Keaton Strievel, Alan Magner, Colton Sullivan, Raymond Humphrey, Brian Wilhite, Josh Bowler. And one that, you know, I think is a... (laughs) the dark horse any night he shows up there's Tyler Kane and yes. and you know he's kind of bounced in and out of the Indiana Pro late models but I'm telling you that guy can show up any night and and win mm-hmm. so you're talking 12 to 15 well, you, deep you, you got to put Tyler Collins in there too Tyler Collins absolutely you know what I didn't even I didn't because he's he's kind of bounced around a little bit and I didn't well, Jeremy but, Owens is known picked up a win yeah. at Thunder Valley just a couple of weeks ago Well
2: you got you know Tyler Collins last time he was at Brownstown they raced the night before at Moeller. And realized he was broke after he got the Brownstown had to leave. you yes, so you're right. You know, that uh unfortunate there for him, but he's another one you just cannot rule out of you know, he could uh you know, he could go to victory lane. That's
1: what I mean. You're twelve to fifteen drivers deep that can win on any given night. And 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 you know, going back to Tyler Neal and I tease all the time because you talk about that, you know, water is wet and Neal is fast, but you know, he's done such a great job of trying to stay up front, but everybody's chasing him and, and catching up now. Then uh, as we look at the Pewter Hall Super Stocks, J.T. Huffman again leading that thing, and you know he he's talked about you know was he going to try and race points and what it would mean, and um, but holding on right there, uh, following him, Brad Fry in second, Zach Sasser in third, Derek Clegg in fourth, Tommy East in fifth, and again shout out to Tommy yeah. man first time feature winner there. Well, J.T. And, J.T. also yeah absolutely good point good point. All-in-one pools pure stocks. Dustin Carr uh, in first place there. Tommy Fleener. Um, and, and this is another group here. As you look down this list, you know Dalton Rourke's got a couple wins exactly, on the year. Yeah. Dustin Carr has been extremely strong. Keaton Strevel's in this group as well. You know, there's a lot of guys. And you, you can't ever count out the good old dirt track Donnie Wilson. Right on. Yeah. And so a, that, that
2: is one gentleman probably more upset than
1: we are oh the
2: hundred percent that he can't be over in uh rossburg this this weekend so because you know he he is racing for points at brownstown and- i
1: I'm just hoping he brings his grill to Brownstown yeah because I mean that would be if he wants to cook Saturday night just to keep the traditions up. <laughs> i I agree with you all right well Matt we are going to uh take our first break for our sponsors here and uh we're gonna get Dylan Hughes again um Formula Drift Pro Driver for the Royal Purple 129 car, and we're going to get a talk to him. So we'll be right back with him. Race Clean Products is the cleanest brand in motorsports. No matter if you're using the original or the all-new Fast Hands Formula, you are guaranteed to keep your hands clean under the most intense racing situations. The original hey, Dylan, or you got us, formula is perfect to keep at the sink in your race shop and will ensure that you won't come home covered in grease and grime. But for those unavoidable messes at the track, and you don't have time for a sink and water, be sure to have a bottle of Fast Hands in your trailer. It could be your most important tool. Race Clean products can be found at www.goraceclean.com. Dirt to Media continues to expand its coverage of local racing for race fans. They've expanded to over 70 live events for the 2021 racing season. The live event schedule includes live weekly racing from Brown Sound Speedway, Salem Speedway, and Thunder Valley. VIP members can still get all their on-demand racing coverage the next day for one monthly fee. And their monthly fee also includes live racing action each week from Thunder Valley Raceway. In addition to all of this local action, be on the lookout for special events from regional tracks around the Midwest. If you aren't getting your racing action from DirtToMedia.tv, you're missing out on the best coverage in the Midwest.
2: Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at
1: 812-953-1261. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today all right and guys we're back and we're going to welcome in dylan hughes with us and uh dylan welcome to Throttled up the podcast brother
3: thank you very much i appreciate it how you doing
1: good man hey i'm gonna jump right in here with this because obviously you know we you and i kind of talked here a little bit before we we got on air but typically we follow the dirt world um we follow a little bit of asphalt racing um but you know this drifting stuff i'm kind of new to Uh, well, actually, I'm really new to, but to kind of start your background story, you grew up in North Bend, Washington, Mm -hmm. and kind of started out as an amateur drifter, got into tuner cars. Like, how did you, how did this kind of transpire to become a career for you?
3: Well, growing up in kind of a small town in the Northwest, um, my dad i was lucky enough my dad had a pretty sweet shop so uh, we had a hydraulic lift and uh, a couple of welders and tools and everything so i was always the kid in high school that i was always hacking mufflers off people's cars (laughs) so i was that guy so i probably did you know every time somebody got a new truck or got a new car or whatever i was the guy to cut the exhaust off and get them that thing back together um so definitely kind of come from a background of working on stuff grew up racing and riding motorcycles um on and off road and um really we're pretty heavy into the trucks so i was into like solid axle toyota's and wheeling and all that kind of stuff kind of going out in the woods because we've got a lot of sweet sweet wheeling spots out in the northwest so um really just kind of started off with that and then my buddy had like a piece of crap five liter mustang uh, and he had a super long driveway that was paved and he was like get in one day and i jump in there and we just do burnouts all the way up and down his driveway and you know kind of like drifting and sliding around and i was like this is the coolest thing i've ever done in my life so from that point on, I decided I was like, man, I'm tired of going slow rock crawling. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go fast. I want to scare myself. So that's kind of where the obsession came from was just uh, going for a ride with my buddy. And then he ended up buying, or I ended up buying a Nissan 240 with a little SR turbo four cylinder in it. And that's that's really where it came from, man. It, yeah, that's it.
1: So then you went you went to Dirtfish Rally School, correct? Mm-hmm. And that's so so. Did, was that kind of the first thing you thought was maybe rally instead of drifting?
3: Yeah, I think um, with Dirtfish, it was kind of an opportunity to get my foot in the door in some sort of racing anything. Essentially, at that time, I wanted to work on a rally team or work on drift cars or just be a part of more racing. Uh, I was doing underground work for a construction construction company, and it was fine. I made great money, but it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, right? So... um, Got my foot in the door at Dirtfish. I knew how to run equipment, so I was like the tractor guy grading the (laughs) course back together uh, for all these guys who go out there and mess it up. So I did that for about six months and was like over that, (laughs) super ready to get into something else. And uh, they ended up opening up a position in the shop where I was able to go in there and learn how to fabricate a little bit better. So the guy who taught me how to do roll cages and bend tube and fabricate proper, his name is Derek Nelson – um, and I stayed after work and kind of learned how to do that kind of helped him on a couple of side projects we started caging cars together um, and then super random Dirtfish decided to sponsor a rallycross team so we ended up sponsoring the Red Bull Dodge rallycross team of Travis Pastrana and Bryce Mindy's um, this was like right when I turned 21 uh, they had a couple issues with a couple of mechanics and they were like we need somebody to go work uh, at, at traveling to these events international events So 21 years old, they're just like, hey, uh, you were here for, like, the whole build process of these cars. Uh, You want to go to Barcelona? And I was like, yep, sure do. And they're like, all right, sick, you're going in two weeks. So uh, long story short, ended up traveling the whole 2013 season with Pastrana and Menzies as a mechanic. Um, You know, Barcelona, Spain, Munich, Germany, all over the states. Um, Kind of a crazy deal. And so the third time I was in Vegas that year for SEMA... Um, We were running a race out there. I ended up meeting uh, Chris Forsberg, who's a legendary pro drifter. I ended up meeting his crew chief. We ended up actually working together. So, hey, I'm Dylan. Hey, I'm Brian Wilkerson. You know, I'm uh, crew chief on Chris Forsberg's pro drift team. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, like this is crazy. What are the chances, you know? So we broke down all weekend, uh, and I kept harassing him. I was like, "Hey, if you need help next year on the team, let me know, let me know, let me know." So, um, literally one day, a couple of months later, my phone rang. It was some Pennsylvania number, and I answered it. "Hey, Dylan, this is Chris Forsberg," and I'm like, "No way, you've got to be kidding me!" So, long story short, ended up uh, flying down to Long Beach for round one of FD, and we worked together from 2014 to we still share a shop to this day. So, kind of a kind of a crazy, crazy deal. It's weird to think about
1: it really is because it accelerated so quickly for you you know you're doing you're doing construction work like you said it's not your passion and then you know everything kind of accelerated so fast right there to to kind of get to where you are i think one of the coolest things you know that, that kind of connects to the world of of dirt racing that we're in is we talk all the time about you got to know your 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 car you, you got to be able to work on your car and understand what's going on and how how important do you think that background of being a mechanic and a fabricator and those kind of things has helped you in your pro drift career?
3: I mean, immensely. I don't think that it would be possible without having any sort of skills, being able to work on cars or fabricate or weld or, you know, anything you might have to do. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of that stuff comes down to money and racing comes down to money. So when you don't have a lot of money, how are you going to be able to afford to pay somebody, you know, to do top dollar work on your car? You can't. You physically can't. It's not possible. So um the way that i looked at it is i had to do it myself or else it wasn't going to happen so that was kind of the route that i chose that that i decided was just like okay no one's going to do it for me like i might as well just try and figure out how to do it myself so those were skills that i i really became obsessed with like i really just wanted to be way good at fabricating and building cool stuff and building reliable cars and something that i'm proud to show off for for people to see so um i think it's absolutely paramount you know what i mean unless you can afford to pay someone to do it like no one's gonna do it for you
2: did the rally school did did it have asphalt tracks that you could practice the drift on or did you kind of learn yeah. that after the fact
3: uh, a little bit we used to have a, we would call them employee training days and we would go <laughs> out there and we had a couple of beater cars that we would go we would take on the gravel sometimes and then sometimes we would like pressure wash off a big area out in front of the shop uh, and we would go out there and swing the drift cars around. And this was before we really knew what we were doing. You know, we didn't even <laughs> have angle kits yet. We didn't really have you know V8s or horsepower yet. You know, we were just kind of like out there messing around seeing what we could do and uh it was still an absolute riot so that's definitely where i got some of my practice at yeah
2: all right i'm i met like this and i'm a novice with the the drifting too so what's an angle kit what 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 did you miss out on that Uh
3: oh yeah all right (laughs) all right so let's get nitty-gritty with it so an angle kit so the whole point of drifting is to go as sideways as possible as fast as possible so what we do with our cars is um say that my competition car is a bmw e46 that e46 only has about I would say 40 degrees of steering angle from the factory. So you think about the tires only turn about this far. So what you do is you widen the track width, and then you shorten the knuckle pickup. So essentially that steering rack can give you much, much oh, more steering angle, just like you guys do on your dirt cars. Um, and therefore you can get like way crazy with the way that you drive the car. Um, you can put a bunch of rear grip in the car by lowering tire pressure, or running a softer spring rate or different sway bar uh, options. Um, and you can take that thing and you can just chuck it in 90 degrees to whatever you're aiming at. You know what I mean? So it's just, a very, very, very aggressive way of driving the car uh, is what an angle kit helps you, helps you achieve. So big steering angle, big throttle, big initiations. It's all good fun. Well,
1: you know, we were talking before we went on air that it re- there is a lot of crossover, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking dirt late model world. You know, late models today don't go straight like they did 30 or 40 years ago. Everything's about how you can slide them through the corners and then get that bite coming off. So there really is some translation here from the drift world to what we see every week.
3: Yeah, I think so too, especially uh, the cars without the big wings on top of them. I see those guys driving at crazy angle and we don't necessarily run staggered tires size, um, but we can run staggered spring rates. We can run staggered tire pressure and even staggered sway bars help us as well. Um, we're mostly independent rear suspension on pretty much all the drift cars. So um, we end up running a bunch of tow to try and get that dig. Um, the, the tires that I run on my car now is a 29540 40, uh, GT radial. It's an 18 inch wheel. Uh, and usually competition comes around. I run them at about 10, 12 PSI. Oh, wow. Wow. So the tires only last about two laps. So <laughs> what, what you'll do is you'll go, um, the higher car that, I, that qualifies higher, you'll lead. Um, you'll do an entire lap based on a, a certain layout that they want you to do. If you straighten, you lose. Uh, so you have to be drifting the whole time, no matter what. And then you switch places and then the car that just led will chase and then after that they'll decide a winner so then it would be uh depending on your car um everybody get a new set of tires it'd be about two gallons of fuel and about four pounds of nitrous in my car and maybe oh. three
1: and for those who don't know just to just to go back and again i'm a novice so you can jump in and explain it but drifting is a judge competition so judge competition yeah so for those who don't know you you qualify and then it actually staggers out a, a thirty two um thirty two tandem bracket basically. Head to head bracket, yep. If everybody yep. thinks of like March Madness for our dirt fans, and this is Indiana, so we have to think <laughs> basketball to get through things. But it's it's a it's a bracket and you're you're paired up in that tandem with a a leader and a chase car. And can you kind of explain you, obviously the leader's setting the pace and the angle and the chase is basically mimicking that to the best of their ability correct
3: yep that's right so essentially what we do the higher qualifier leads first um so you know 32 versus number one 31 versus uh number two so on and so forth um they have a certain section on the track that they want you to run and maybe um we're not necessarily looking for the fast line through the track it's whatever flows the best and when i say what flows the best is Um, what's the most dynamic to watch? What's the most impressive? So what we'll do is we'll usually take, say, a five-eighths mile oval. Um, We'll run it backwards sometimes. We'll run it regular sometimes. Um, But you'll initiate into that bank, and they will want you to drag your back bumper on the, the top side of the wall the whole way around. So you're sideways bouncing off the wall the whole way around but trying to keep it as smooth as possible in the lead position. The chase car is trying to mimic exactly your perfect line as close as they possibly can without hitting you. So you can imagine that there's a fair amount of room for some carnage to happen. People ramming into each other, people flying off track. It's the best. Um, so yeah, that would be, say that would be called outside zone one. So that would be, you'd get judged on that one zone depending on how good you do. And at the end of the day, the car that runs the tightest tandem wins. So essentially, um, you leading first might be a little bit of an advantage just because then you can talk to your spotter who's up in the tower watching and be like, okay, how did he do in the chase position because in the lead you're just locked in doing what you got to do and you're just kind of you're, you're trying to not listen to their car because they're like literally riding passenger with you almost touching so kind of got to put that aside and they could say okay well he messed up coming off of the bank um you gapped him by about two lengths across the center and then you were able to you know he got back onto you okay so you just have to do better than that essentially so it's it's kind of crazy it's definitely yeah. crazy
1: and, and a big part of it, too, is, from what I understand, you know, and it's the same thing, obviously, in the dirt world, too. You don't want to be seen making adjustments. I mean, steering adjustments. You want to be as smooth and set that car up so it drifts without a bunch of sawing on the wheel is what we would call it.
3: Yep, yep, definitely. Um, you know, and that comes down to a lot of car setup. That's that. The spring rates we are talking about, the sway bar, uh, the tire pressure, you know, we have a lot of different things that kind of – it's easy to mess your car up and put too much grip into it. So you're fighting it. You know, the car doesn't want to be fluid um, and stable around the track, but there also is a fine line because at the end of the day, the fastest car still kind of wins. Because if you can put more grip in your car in the lead position, you can pull a gap on that guy. And then if your car is fast and easy to drive, you can stay real close to that dude when you come back into your chase position. So um, at the end of the day, the fastest car still wins and the cars are getting faster and faster every year. Um, and a lot of the cars out there, like you're not really competitive unless you're north of 850 wheel horsepower.
0: Oh, wow. wow.
2: There's a whole lot of trust in that too, right? I mean, since you guys race so close, I mean, could, cause you could accidentally screw, you know, both of you guys up when you get that close. Right.
3: Yeah. And you know, that's kind of one of those hurdles that you have to overcome. It's just at any time you got to be ready to just put both of your cars on the line and just do what needs to be done. And that's run doors. You know what I mean? So it, it is. And that's what's hard about it is committing through the smoke. And that's the other thing that you have to remember is these cars, it goes through a set of tires every two laps. So that thing is spinning the tire so fast that it is absolutely billowing tire smoke off of the back of the car. So the thing is you need to stay close to the car or you can't see. And when I mean you can't see, I mean, you cannot see at all, like at all. So if you get lost in the smoke, if you say that you flick a new corn, you overshoot in the chase position, and he gets on the gas before you, you're going to end up in their smoke, and then you're just 100% driving blind at 85 miles an hour towards a wall. So there really isn't that much room for error. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I wish everybody could go for a ride. It's sketchy sometimes, but it's fun.
1: I, one of the pictures that I got sent for some of our you know, pre-post stuff on social media, it took me looking at it two or three times to realize you were in the lead position And that there was a car behind you just because of where the the smoke was. And finally I'm like, there's a second car there. Like (laughs) it took me forever to even notice that it was there because you're exactly right. It just disappears.
3: Yeah. I mean, holding that thing, especially when, you know, when you're locked in going one way, it's okay. But then as soon as you go to transfer, you essentially have a wall of smoke that's just completely blinding you. So you can't necessarily see exactly where you're supposed to aim the car. So a lot of it is trying to figure out your muscle memory and your timing during practice. Um, just go out there practice get lost in the smoke and be like okay transfer about now oh that was too early try it again oh that was a little too late and so it's it's kind of good to have that mental clock inside of your head and i think that that's what separates the guys who are really really good versus the guys that are pretty good is just having that being able to drive blind essentially is like is is a whole thing
1: (laughs) So when you, when you go to these different tracks, is the, do they set a different course up each time? Is it the same course? How does that work?
3: So it just depends on on the track that we're at. Um, sometimes we'll go and run like, a, like an oval track um, with a bank. Sometimes we'll go and run like the infield of a NASCAR track. So it's like a flat infield. Um, so pretty much every single track is different. Uh, Some of them flow better than others. Some of them, we really have to worry about tire wear. Sometimes the tires don't even last two laps. And when they get down there in their tread, it becomes absolute ice. So you need to be really, really careful. You know, you can plan your wheel speed on it. Um, You know, there's a couple different things that you can do and try and stay out of the pedal as much as you can to try and make the tires last. But I'll tell you, when the tires go away, it is not a good thing. It's sketchy. And the fact that tires don't last two laps is pretty ridiculous.
2: <laughs> you have to have a tire sponsor, you know, with your guys' group there, right? I mean, you have to. Hundred
3: percent, We switched tires this year, so we're on the GT radial. Um, it's it's an awesome tire. It's got a big sidewall on it, and I really like the feel of that. So you can put grip in the car, take that thing, throw it in straight ninety degrees, or even backwards, and it will it will pull out of it pretty much every time. And also having a big tire, they last longer, which is which is good for compared to what we were in last year. So loving the GT radials.
1: So as we, as we look ahead though, you know, you talk about some of these different, um, you know, different tracks. What, what's some of your favorite places to go race?
3: I will say uh, round one this year was in uh, road Atlanta, uh, Michelin raceway, road Mm -hmm. Atlanta. Uh, Something about that track, you know, it's just a, it's a legendary track. We only run a small section of it. So we come down like the back straightaway. So the initiation is downhill. So what we do, it's about 105 mile an hour entry. So you're coming down the hill, crank it in, try and chuck it 90 degrees, get back on the throttle. You're going back up the hill. It's super blind. You don't really have any visual cues to know when you need to check up. And then we run what they call a keyhole, um, run an outside zone, hit an inside clip, transfer going back the way that you just came, and then finish going back up the hill uh, and just fill the whole place with tire smoke. And sometimes the car shoots flames and lots of rev limiter. And it's, (laughs) it's a racetrack, man. It's it's a good time. I, I love it. Road Atlanta is sick.
1: I mean, the, the thing is, is that I have to say, Matt, like this is really the best thing about it's like a constant celebration at a normal racetrack yeah. the whole time. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's tire smoke. It's excitement. It's, I mean, it, we're going to have to make an event. That's
2: well, for yeah. sure. Well, he no, gets no, to for do, sure. he gets for to sure. do for that's, a living. That's
3: kinda, Go ahead, man. That's what's, that's what's cool about it is. I think that it kind of, it's kind of designed almost for the younger demographic where it's really intense for two minutes and then you kind of like sit around, wait for like four or five minutes until the next pair is ready to go while the judges are deciding who wins. But like, as the cars come in, it's just right there smack dab in front of you. It's like super dynamic. People are going to wreck or they're not. And then it's over like that. And then you kind of move on to the next. So it's just like, you got your full attention for a couple minutes at a time and then you can kind of hang out, chat with your friends. And I think that's why it does so well with, with the kind of the younger crowd because it's like, it's very and dynamic it's it's pretty cool that i
1: like that a lot
2: i was gonna say he gets to do for a living what we all did when we thought we was out of view of our parents when we were teenagers you know
3: yeah what's well, what <laughs> donuts in a parking lot well yeah the same thing <laughs> oh i used to drift before it was called drifting yeah it was just called donuts in a parking lot that's right yeah i was gonna say dylan
1: i'm, I'm a high school principal uh in my day job and, and matt is our school resource officer and our back parking lot is famous anytime there's any kind of snow that I mean, the, the amount of donuts cut back there is unbelievable. <laughs> and the sad thing is I should be the adult that stops that, but I'm usually the one that gets back there before anyone else, just to see what I can do. <laughs> so Kind of go
3: out and uh, turn up the fresh snow. Yeah. The day. I, I got, got
1: at least to make sure everything's <laughs> all right for him back there. Of course, of course.
3: But I'm responsible of you. I love it. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so your next race though, is uh, June 18th and 19th. You're going to be at um, English town in New Jersey. And I know you and I talked previously, your rig is already out there at the racetrack. So when we talk about like that kind of weekly prep, I know you said you're leaving Saturday to head out there. Is there a little extra, you know, stress or pressure that you've not been around the car?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, it doesn't really make sense to drive it from Orlando back to (laughs) Southern California, only two weeks later to drive it back to New Jersey, you know, so. Leaving it out there always stresses me out. I hate being away from it, uh, but the place is all locked up. It's pretty secure. I know I know the owner of the property personally is a good friend of mine, so I, I feel good about it. But um, coming in, that's why I wanna come in a couple of days early. We wanna get some reprep done on the car. There's one or two things that I wanna look over in the engine. Um, it's been super happy with us. It's a, uh, it's a Toyota engine. It's a 2JZ out of a Toyota Supra. So it's a twin cam, inline six cylinder, iron block, aluminum head um it's got a big old turbo hanging off the side of it does about 950 horsepower to the wheels wow. um, four speed nascar transmission uh through a triple disc clutch um the clutches are fairly decent wear items for us we run it it's it's a seven and a quarter act triple is what we run with a 26 point input in the nascar trans um so we'll check the clutch out we'll yank the box out we'll check the clutch out make sure it's all happy um give it a compression test and a leak down um, I wanted to put it back on the dyno and confirm a couple of hunches that I have with the camshafts that we have in it, but, um, really we're going to make a couple of wrap changes. So it changes the visual look of the car, depending on what round it is. Um, you know, so we got a nice little laundry list of stuff that we got going on, but I got my dad coming out. Uh, he helps me out all the time. It's like me and him always working on the car. He helped me build it and everything. So I've got a real good relationship with my pops and then my little brother actually does the vinyl work on it. So it's definitely, definitely a whole family thing. That's how we run it.
1: That's awesome, and for our listeners, if you're looking for you know probably the best opportunity to get to go to a Formula Drift um, event and see Dylan, it would probably be August 27th, 28th, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, be a handful of hours away from us, for but not a terrible drive. Um, so if anybody is wanting to go check this out, and I'm going to be definitely checking my weekend, August 27th and 28th, because I would love to come out and watch one of these events.
3: Yeah. No, that'd be cool. Also, if you're not available to go out there and make it out there in person, which is always a good time, uh, they do have it on live stream. They live stream it on YouTube. So you can just punch in Formula D. It'll come up. They have the whole thing is broadcasted live, uh, practice qualifying and through the race into the night. So um, the online is pretty good. They've gotten it better over the past couple of years, trying to make sure there's not too much lag or not breaking up too bad. But it's definitely an option if you can't make it out there as well.
1: Very cool, and I want to jump into this before we we take off because I do want to give you a chance to talk about your sponsors. We mm-hmm. do that with everybody we're here, but the big one um, that helped lead to the connection for the opportunity for me and Matt to interview to you tonight, Dylan, is Royal Purple Man, and and you know they have come on and and um, I don't know that for a lot of people out there, I don't know that there's a a better company right now that is positioning itself to really get into motorsports and help you know, drivers and series and all the things they're trying to do right now than Royal Purple. So kind of how did your relationship with Royal Purple start start and what do you got to say about them?
3: Well, first off, I will say that I started working with Royal Purple back in the Dirtfish days. So when I was working on that that team and doing the reprep on all the rally cars and grading the course back together, uh, Royal Purple was the official oil of Dirtfish Rally School. So I have poured literally hundreds and hundreds of (laughs) quarts into these rally cars when I was changing the oil in them. And then – moving forward they kind of split ways they did whatever so i even had like old royal purple shirts that i used to wear back in 2013 and you know hats and all that stuff and then um i was reintroduced to them by a friend of mine who used to work at another company that sponsors me she moved over to royal purple um and we kind of like reignited that flame and it was kind of a cool story where i was like hey like you know i used to work with Dirtfish and um, i you know, pouring a bunch of oil through the cars, and uh, we kind of just reconnected that way through essentially just a friend um, who ended up working there, and then we kind of just took the relationship to where it, to where it is now, and incredibly thankful for real purple man they have been so supportive of me and they make an awesome product people say oh you actually run their oil it's like yes i run their oil i've been <laughs> to their lab they know what they're talking about you know i send them back oil samples every time i change the oil in my car and we we go back and forth and talk about it and the gear oil is great their their uh, xpr 550 that i run in my 1000 horsepower 2jz's i'm it's all good stuff i run their their ice their water wetter i run i run everything
1: you know, and it, and it is cool. Uh, one of our local drivers, Steve Peden, uh, came on board with them this year as, and uh, has them on the car, and, and he, you know, it's the same kind of thing. He was like, it's it's unbelievable how good the product is, but he gets the same thing, like, do you really run their stuff? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's
0: yes, awesome.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <what I> <laughs> like,
1: it's not just a sticker. Like, it's yes, this yeah, is really good right. stuff.
3: I trust it with my engines, and I ran mine at, 850 to 950 wheel horsepower last year on a little three liter inline sex ramming nitrous through it running 30 pounds of boost through it i ran that for eight events more than more than eight events just banging that thing off the rev limiter at 8600 rpm the whole time and it was the engine came apart perfect i was dumbfounded
1: that's the thing right there if that's not for what you do to an engine and the abuse you send it to if that's not a calling card right there for royal purple i don't know what would be
3: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's about as tough as you could possibly be the thing is absolutely at its max on the rev limiter for minutes at a time. And it, it takes it.
1: So who are some of those other sponsors that, that help you out, out get into the track and everything?
3: Yeah. So GT Radial is a tire one, man. That's a big one for us because, um, we go through so many tires in a year that it's literally not possible without a tire sponsor. So I'd like to shout out GT Radial. They've been great to me this year. Um, if they're a new sponsor for us this year, and I'm just really stoked to get on that big boy, 295 cause that's quite a bit bigger of a tire than I was running last year, which is good for us. Um, we have Permatex Permatex products. They've been they've been great with us. So they make all of your um, you know all your gasket makers, all your thread lockers. I mean, they make literally like a thousand different products. And uh, I'm lucky enough to have them as a title uh, on a couple different rounds for me. Um, you know, lots of part sponsors, uh, Brian Crower helping me out with engine parts, uh, super tech valve train, uh, engine supply puts our two JZs together, ACT clutches, uh, drive shaft shop axles. We got Advan racing, Yokohama wheels on our car. Um, I mean, we got, we got a lot of people helping us out. It's pretty impressive to see kind of where it has come from. And I just feel incredibly lucky. Like it is, I can't <laughs> believe I get to do this for a living. It's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> and so what, what going ahead, um, what's your goals for the, the rest of this year?
3: I mean, we came in in Pro 2, which is essentially the, the lower version of Pro 1 that we run in now. Um, and Me and my good friend from the Northwest, we went back and forth for the championship. I ended up getting second overall. He ended up winning, but it was me and him on the podium pretty much every single time. So I got a bunch of carbon trophies in Pro 2. But now that we've leveled up to Pro 1, these are guys who've been doing it for 20 years. So these dudes are really, really gnarly. So if I can figure out a way to finish top 10 at the end of the year, and get myself one of those carbon trophies. If I could get on the podium, I think that that is a realistic goal that I'm really shooting for this year. That would be like, that would be really cool.
1: And I got to give you credit too. You know, that was one thing. I watched a, an interview with you on the, the formula drift website, uh, doing some, some preparation for this. and And you talked about how important realistic goals are for you. And I think that's something that a lot of drivers, sometimes they throw out these, these crazy goals and it's, being realistic and allowing yourself to go achieve those, I think will make you more successful in the long run.
3: I believe so too. I mean, of course, when we show up, I'm ready to win. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's more than anything. But at the end of the day, we're talking about dudes who have been doing this professionally since 2003. So I didn't even know what drifting was <laughs> in 2003. I was 11 years old. So you yeah, know, you, you, yeah you did. It was donuts, how long man. These guys have been doing this. <laughs>
2: You knew in two thousand three, it was called Donuts. Remember?
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Believe it or not, the very first the very first Formula Drift event was in uh, Road Atlanta, two thousand and three, and Chris Forsberg was at that event and I think got second place. Wow! <laughs> and so that's the dude I'm competing against, you know. And,
0: and you
1: know that is amazing. Like when you look at and and even even the as novice as I am in the drift world, I've heard Chris Forsberg's name. Like that's he's won every you know, avenue of motorsports has that one name that whether you whether you are a diehard fan or you just know a little bit, they they cross over and Forsberg, Forsberg is definitely that guy um, in the drift world for sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. Another another name, Von Gitten Jr. Uh, he's a factory-backed Ford driver. Him him and Chelsea didn't know for around the Mustangs. as Mustangs are like the gnarliest cars of all time um those guys got a pretty solid program put together the papadakis racing team based out of southern california they're a factory-backed toyota team um so they're running the new supra with the b58 engine um you know ryan turk uh, you know all these dudes are just legendary guys dai yoshihara ken gushi all these different guys who've been in it since the very beginning um and they've been in it for for a reason like the dude's absolutely shred so here i am my second year with my own car and i'm like all right let's go beat these guys you know what i mean so it's it's, it's a learning process, but, uh, I can wheel a car pretty good and I'm confident that my time will come.
1: That's awesome. And if, if there's somebody out there, um, you know, that's, that's watching tonight, that's a young kid that says, you know, what, this is what I want to do. What advice would you give them to get into the drifting world?
3: Man, just, uh, accept the fact real early on that nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to put in the work. Nobody's going to nobody's going to help you to where you want to be people will help you but you need to already have the forward momentum that is that comes within yourself um you're going to have to deal with a lot of crap along the way it's not it's not a smooth path it's a very rocky very expensive very annoying path but at the end of the day if you want it bad enough you can do it and I think that I'm a true testament to that because I don't come from money you know my parents helped me out when they could but you know a lot of this is just You know, moving from Washington to Baltimore, Maryland at 22 years old to go and work on a race team and then work, did that for a couple of years, go back to Washington, work in Oregon for a year on a race team, end up in SoCal, you know, you just, you got to go where the work is and you got to go what you truly think deep down inside is going to make it, um, you know, make it for yourself. So at the end of the day, just don't ever, ever, ever give up and just, uh, don't expect anybody to hold your hand because nobody will.
1: I, and I love that advice. And I think one of the coolest things, again, about your story too is, and you said it there when we were talking about Royal Purple, you know, be willing to do whatever jobs you can go get, you know, yeah. it may be changing oil on the, you know, the grader when you're grading the track back at, at a dirtfish, you know, rally school. And I'm not knocking that at all. That's your foot in the door to get the next step, to get the next step. So, you know, keep yourself humble, keep yourself ready to work. And, um, you know, I, I, I think you've got an amazing story, man. And, um i'm i'm really pumped that we got a chance to talk to you
3: yeah no i really appreciate it guys thank you very much and uh i hope to meet you guys around sometime i really appreciate your time
1: absolutely man and we uh we wish you the best of luck and uh again check out uh all the live streams if you can't make it out august 27th 28th you can uh check them out at st louis uh but dylan hughes in the royal purple uh formula drift pro car uh repping it right there and uh dylan man we uh we appreciate you and we wish you all the best.
3: Absolutely. Thank you guys. I'll catch you soon. All right. All
1: right, man. Thank you. Well, Matt, I got to say, man, that that was, um, that was an education. Um, we have now, um, we've now went to rally school with Karen Jankowski. Yeah. We're now drift school, but, um, I think bucket list we we need to make a rally event and we need to make a drift event. I agree with you. 950 rear wheel horse. That's impressive. With just basically a roll cage inside of a BMW is pretty and, wild. And driving it sideways. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it.
2: He's got more horsepower than some drag racers do. Yes. And they go in a straight line and and he's driving sideways less than an inch away from a wall or another competitor
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's he's driving it how every nascar driver on sunday complains when their car is yeah except for larson <laughs> yeah, yeah larson <laughs> larson <laughs> may be the one guy who could transfer over to drift world <laughs> as well and probably cut it i do think it's really intriguing the judging aspect and i yeah. I, I honestly forgot to mention but i i, I wanted to ask him but I wonder how much controversy comes in play with that, because you know, like when you and and he did say nine times out of ten, the fastest car still wins, yeah, but you think about even in our world in the dirt world, when the tower or official or flagman has to make a call, there's always eighty seven different views of the way that call was made, so and it w-
2: depends on who you're rooting for how the the view comes through,
1: no, yeah, yeah. You're talking about bias? Oh yeah. I was
2: gonna say those judges must be put up somewhere, and none of the competitors are <laughs> oh, told <yeah>. where they're <laughs> yes. at. You they're, know, they're at a location not to be. <laughs> really, <relieved. laughs> like, hey, all the judges are in that building to the right, and they're really to the left. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yes. yeah. because but, yeah, in dirt racing, if there's ever a call, you got somebody beating on the back door of the tower. You know,
1: and that's what I wonder. I wonder, and I again, I should have asked, but is it something where? They go into this knowing that it's a judge competition and maybe it's they get it or I I don't know, because I, I that part is really interesting to me. And the whole idea of the bracket is really interesting yeah, to yeah. me. But I, I, I was confused with the fastest car
2: wins, because if you're the trail car. How are you the fastest car? I, I guess I'm lost with that. If you're out, if the guy's out front and you follow him, there isn't a pass. You know, I guess in my mind I'm still thinking racing and you gotta be in the lead. Well, I think when he says the
1: fastest, it's because so if if you're the lead car and I'm the chase car, you're setting the tempo. So you're pushing it as hard as you think you can. If I can stay door to door with you, that means I can run gotcha. right okay. with you. Okay. Then when I'm the lead car. If you can't keep up with me, I'm the faster car. Okay. So I think if I'm understanding it correctly, I think that's what he meant. Because I kept trying to think,
2: how's the trail car ever
1: get the lead? You know, I I was lost with that. And I'll be honest. Like, I obviously, um, you know, I I was very upfront. I'm a novice. I don't know a whole lot about drift cars or drift competition. But it was cool when I was kind of, you know, researching this. Because, like I said, I looked at that one picture. I had no clue there was a second car (laughs) And, and he's exactly right, and I'll have to pull it up. I don't know if I can pull up. I've got these images here that'll that'll shuffle. Let me see if I can get this pulled up and, and kind of show people. But let me see. Pull it up here for you too, Matt. There's one coming up here that, it. I mean, you, you have to kind of pause to even notice that there's a second car in here. It's not that one.
2: That's an impressive picture, though.
1: Oh, the the, the the pictures that were sent were just absolutely amazing. Um, no. Come on, now. <laughs> I, I talked this game, and then now it just keeps shuffling through here. So let me see if I can. It's randomizing on me. <laughs> Maybe I didn't even put that picture in here. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had a, I had somebody that needed to talk to me. Here we go. <laughs> this is it. If I can get it to, oh, right wow, there, yeah. Right here is the second chase car, and it's Corvette, <laughs> and it is right <laughs> in yeah. his door. Oh yeah, wow. And there is no way he can see what's going on. So yeah, that took way longer than I wanted it to, but uh, that was impressive. So I, and again, I think it's so amazing to hear him talk about the the difference between. Being on a bank surface to a flat track to yeah. the ability to control those things and, and do it with, you know, the style and all that kind of stuff is just just wild. To me. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you listen to him talk about growing up. He really didn't have a background in that. No, he, he was rock crawling. Yeah. I mean, it's, and he rode,
2: mo- you know, <laughs> motorcycles, you know, so it's like all of a sudden he's, you know, he totally transitions to something else.
1: And you know it's another story, and that's why I wanted to bring that up there at the end. And I, I hope that you know, a young, you know, if there's young kids out there, or, you know, somebody listens to this and thinks I want to get a shot in the motorsports world. And I think people have to understand this. And it goes back to, you know, the Chase Briscoe story. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. here's a cat that's running every, every Sunday now for Tony Stewart Racing, his hero who he grew up with. You know, Chase left and went to North Carolina and pushed a broom. Yep, with no promise. Just said, "Let me in the shop. I'll push a broom." You need to humble yourself to get into these areas. and But I think you also, after you get in those areas, you need to stay
2: humble. And that's something Chase has done. 100%. There's been a whole lot of other people that have moved up and, and bettered themselves in the motorsports world, and they forget where they come from sometimes. And 100%. That. Keep yourself in check. And that's one thing I'll give Chase credit for. He... Has not forgotten about Mitchell, Indiana one time in his career so far.
1: No, and that's and that's what I that's what I love about it. You, and you heard it there in Dylan too. You know, yeah. My dad gets to come with me next weekend. My yes. brother's coming to do the vinyl. Like, it, it's not this. You know, oh somebody else will make sure the vinyl's on. Somebody else will. like. There's pride in yes. it. So, you know, I think sometimes everybody gets so fast ahead that oh man, I want to be at this level. Or I want to go do this, or it's important that I do this. You got to do some of the grunt stuff, and and you got to be willing to, you know, put yourself out there uh, in order to get those opportunities. Oh, I agree. And but, you know, right there, and and then when the opportunity comes, you got to be willing to jump. Like he yeah. said, twenty one years old, you want to go to Barcelona because you're leaving in two weeks. Yeah, that's terrifying, but you want to do it. It's Travis Pastrana, man. You better go. I think the more terrifying <laughs> thing would be moving from Washington State
2: all the way to the East Coast to Baltimore. <laughs> With nothing. I mean, you know, really, you're not established. And then, oh, now you got to move back. Now you got to move here. And, you know, if you really want to chase that dream, you you pretty much got to go wherever it takes you. Absolutely. And like you said, be willing to do anything. And I like what he said, you know, don't give up and nobody's going to hold your hand. Yeah. That that was probably the greatest advice I ever ever heard because, you know, that is life. And nobody's going to hold your hand. You're the only one that's going to
1: make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to give a big shout out here uh, to a good buddy of ours and uh, former guest on the show, but JP Hyden, um, who is uh, who works yeah. there at Royal Purple um, Performance Products, and uh, you know JP has been a great uh, partner with us here. Um, you know, not only helping sponsor Steve Peden um coming in with the indiana pro late models this year with the quick time award yeah you know giving away some product um definitely building that relationship here with the regional racers but also setting up this opportunity for us to talk in in something outside of our realm and again i know that i know the dreams going on tonight i know there's some big things going on with eldora but uh I, this was fun robert rainey's almost won enough quick Times
2: now he can make an oil change and go to uh, you know royal purple
1: yeah <laughs> He, he picks up another one. He's pretty much got yeah, he, a whole you know, set of oil. Yeah, that's uh
2: so I you know, that's that's awesome. And I was also going to tell tell Dylan back in the day, you know, everybody had a buddy that had a 5.0 Mustang. You know, that's like having buddies with <laughs> Jeeps now. You know, that was you always had that buddy that had the Mustang. So, you know, when he said that, I was like, "Oh, and I,
1: I guarantee everybody heard that. Oh, I had a buddy with a 5.0 Mustang, you know." <laughs> even even now, the difference is when in your era and this isn't even an old joke. In your era, those five O Mustangs were new. In, yeah. In my yeah. era, <laughs> they were getting yeah. pretty ratty and rough. <laughs> yeah. But we still had a buddy with a five O
2: Mustang. Yeah. I actually seen those sitting on the new car <laughs> lot. You know, like, my gosh, have you seen those 5.0 Mustangs? You
1: know? Yeah. The old Fox bodies. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, those are the best. Those are the most beautiful Mustangs ever made,
2: oh, I think. So. Uh,
1: one of my good buddies in high school, this is that story, had a Fox body 5.0 Police Interceptor Mustang. Yes. And I'm telling you, that was one of the meanest cars I'd ever been in. Oh, yeah. Um, and just gorgeous. Gorgeous yeah. car. So, you
2: know, we had to find the rich kid back in my day that had <laughs> yeah, the 5 Yeah, but, by, uh, by the time I got there, yeah, there were yeah. a dime
1: a dozen sitting yeah. in somebody's yard. You know, Vanilla <laughs> Ice had a convertible
2: one in his, in his Ice Ice Baby, you know, video, so. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah, that's I'll, I'll
2: take that old joke, man, you know.
1: Well, that, that really wasn't even an attack on that. <laughs> it was just that... They were still around when I was there, too. It yeah. just was, they weren't. I seen my white
2: hair shining when I was turned around backwards <laughs> in the, you know, there. So it's. Uh.
1: Hey, I do got to, just to get a reminder there, um, you know, shout out to Ryan Bowling at Dirt to Media and then us at uh, Thirsty Goat Entertainment. Um, again, next week, Friday night, Thunder Valley Raceway, Crate Late Models, $1,250 to win. Um, be there. I mean, yeah. I'm going to tell you. And I, and I got to say this. I. Number one, again, shout-out to Misty and Steve. They've done a great job down there at Thunder Valley, but that place races really well. And you wouldn't think that crates would run on that little bull ring as well as they do, but they put on a heck of a show. So um, definitely check that out. If you can't be there, um, remember, with your VIP subscription to -to dirt2media.tv, you get all the weekly racing uh, at Thunder Valley Raceway as a part of your subscription live so you can watch that live racing action as a part of your vip monthly subscription so matt again i don't know what's going to happen this week whether mother nature is going to play nice or not um it's going to be i know it's uh,
2: supposed to quit raining by the weekend but if it keeps raining like it is i think we're gonna get too much
1: during the week so i'm a little nervous and we always know the thing at Brownstown Speedway on weeks like this is it's not the track surface because it's supposed to be 90 and partly sunny on Sun or Friday. Excuse me, Saturday, with not much rain on Friday, the track surface will dry. The yes. problem is going to be the pits it's, if they've sat in this water all week. Yeah. So,
2: and I noticed on the way down here, there's a lot of fields coming standing towards you water. With standing water. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I that was you know what I was paying attention to on the way over here, and it looks like. For, where we live, you know, that Jackson County's got a lot more rain than we have in Jennings County, and I
1: think it, I think it stayed a little bit farther south. Like even when I came home today, before the podcast, it was sunny in Seymour, and I turned south on thirty-one, and about two miles on thirty-one, it, you, I had a wall of water that was just pouring.
2: Well, we left the house, and the sun was out. I mean, it blue sky at the house. <laughs> and then- and we come down thirty one, and we just got south of sixty, you know, the sixty five yeah. overpass, and, and it started pouring. And uh, actually, we were driving down. I said, it "Looks like it's raining up there," because you know the the haze, and uh, yeah, it was pouring rain. So yeah, I'm like you, it's running just a little south there. So
1: I've not been over by the track, but uh, I know this Jim will do everything he can to make sure it's ready to go and ready to race. And uh, it, again, it's it's a good weekend of racing, and uh, so get out, support your local dirt track. Uh, again, guys, uh, go check out some of the new items we've got there at shopthirstygoat.com. Uh, don't forget the new Dirt Legends tee. That is edition number one. I know that I've, I've had some of the, the debate that they felt like there should be some other drivers included in the first shirt. Um, it is um, out, but um, so feel free to go check that out. There will be other versions coming out, um, so be ready for those. But also the Saturdays are for Victory Lane. Um, There's another brand that I won't throw out that thought Saturdays were for something else. Um, I think the boys, uh, we felt like Saturdays were much more for um, Victory Lane. Uh, Don't forget about the local 812 UPLA shirts um, and then uh, the iHeart Models shirts. So go check those out. Uh, Make sure, again, we appreciate everybody's support. Uh, don't miss out on uh, Race Clean products also at goraceclean.com. And uh, Matt, we'll be back and better than ever. Oh,
2: yeah. I'm All ready.
1: Right. Two races before we come back, or actually, possibly three. Yeah, so. if we get in Summer Nationals. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back in two weeks.